Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown joined myself and Simon after waking to the news that Antonio Conte is no longer in charge at Tottenham, with the club now searching for their fourth manager in four years. I look over Mr Jordan's shoulder and it's a beautiful morning here in London. Blue skies, Martin, at last, because all we've had in March is rain. You're right. Beautiful day, isn't it? Looking out, we're spoilt, really. We are Across spoiled. Bridge. And we are spoiled because you're here. Martin Keown, Arsenal Invincible. How are you? I'm very good, Jim. Good. good. <clears throat> a little, good, bit good. Of a, little bit of a cold. I can hear uh, that. I tried to um, enjoy watching England um, yesterday. Thought they played very well. Very professional performance. Yeah. Couldn't get to see Scotland. Tried very hard. Listened okay, to a bit on the radio. Not sure what channel that was playing on. <laughs> you, you can tell us that because I didn't get to see it. I was watching it. Scott but, uh, and Cyprus did a good job on Cyprus. But it was a birthday weekend for my wife. So, um, ah. yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Went out for two really nice meals. And uh, I met someone really interesting yesterday. And this gentleman um, is, well, he's a priest. He's just come back from the Vatican. All and he right. said to me, we are listening to talk sport radio at the Vatican. Seriously? How about that? They uh, listen to this show in the Vatican? Yes, and he gave me he actually. Are you listening to the sound? He said, um, "Can I can I, do, can I do a confession then?" <laughs> or, well, he did actually. What he's done is a little medal here that for for both of you that he's had the blessed at, at, the, at the Vatican, and he he asked me to pass it over to you. To, right. He said he's big, he's strong. He particularly likes when I'm on. He's, he's asked why. <laughs> he's what he's asked why have I moved from a Friday to a Monday? So we've got to clear that up now that I'm doing Mondays, not Fridays. How did that go down in the Vatican? You moving? I don't think it went down too well. But they've, they've made the adjustments. I think they do earlier prayer now. What about the top man? Is he a dead one? Well, I don't know if he even knows. But there we go. <laughs> Why well, has Martin moved to a Monday? Ask so him. I'll give you these so after. So is this for real? So what are we getting? What's the little medal that's been blessed? Are you listening yeah. to this? this has it got be, holy water? Don't go to the gym, it'll burst into this, flames. This should take away any kind of bitterness. And many people that in Scotland that exist thinking, in your life. Are we watching Simon, this? one for you as well. Yes, Can you need a bigger are. one on that, mate? <laughs> wow. And this has come straight much. from... This has come straight so, from... Uh, from the Vatican, yes. Your, yeah. your parish yeah. priest, or it's come straight well, from the Vatican itself? Yes, it is. And it was a, it was Gerard Mary was his name. And he was a very holy man. And um, I, I just thought there was something special about him, Jimmy. And I spoke to him afterwards. He said yeah. he was a big fan, a Coventry supporter. Right. We'll forgive well, him, we'll forgive for, him that, for that. 
<laughs> and uh, he said, look, offer these two medals up to these two gentlemen working hard on the radio who's enjoying what they're doing. I feel, very kind suit- of I feel suitably humbled. I notice you have put your uh, gift from Martin beside a roll of toilet roll. Uh, it's got to <laughs> go in your wallet. In your wallet. In Jim. your wallet. Is it, I mean, well, Jim doesn't know where his wallet is. Uh, yeah, well, he hasn't uh, got one, has he? That's So, thank you, Martin, for that. But I want an explanation for this. Is there anything we need to know? It's because we get three hours of you It was here. here. It was here. Oh, I, was it? I assumed it was Woodsy's. All right. No. Okay. So uh, you've got your gift from the Vatican. I've got my gift from the Vatican. And Martin, um, all roads lead to confession. And I, I don't know if there's uh, any kind of time limit, limit on his confession because you could be there well, for It's a three-hour show, absolutely. Yeah. Simon Jordan, good morning. You and I are suitably humbled after that, are we not? Indeed we are. Um, you might get announced uh, later on, you know, the new SNP leader. Is it going to be you? Is it going to be Longshanks? Really? Yeah. No, I I tend to follow, you know, meaningful political parties. Oh, I see. <laughs> like whom? Both of them, actually. Ones that have <laughs> have, ballot, that, that have very good leaders and very good policies at the time because I'm a person that votes for policies and uh, people rather than parties. Oh, I see. Okay. But you I wouldn't vote for the SNP because they're not parties. It's a clown's like college. Jacob. All right. Okay. All right. So we're streaming live in YouTube and Facebook. If you want to watch the show, and Martin's got us off to um, quite a, a biblical start, I would say, uh, head over to the official TalkSport channel on those platforms. Martin, thank you very much indeed for that. The Tottenham situation, Simon, has it unfolded, albeit at 11 o'clock last night, the way you thought it would. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would have assumed that um, Daniel would have um, dealt with it. Um, because there was nowhere else for it to go, really, was there? If someone is going to pretty much make the observations that Conti has, and if you want, there were a certain section of Tottenham fans that would say he's speaking truth to power. There's other sections of it think it's ridiculous that he hasn't done some of the things he should have done in terms of produce a team that was capable of overcoming championship sides and beating rather pedestrian Champions League teams uh, and being able to overcome bottom of the table sides and then coming out with this broadside. It was only ever designed to get him out the door. Whatever's changed in Conti's world, whether it be tragedies, bereavements or illnesses, have affected his thinking because ultimately the job that he was brought in to do, which was make Tottenham competitive, make them be a, a top four side, he was on the whole achieving. But the Tottenham fans that go ranting and raving about the situation now are the same Tottenham fans that were saying it was dreadful to watch Tottenham under Conte. Yeah, right. I, it has played out the way I thought what it would did, have what done. What does mutual consent mean? It means, well, it depends on the person. In my incarnations, it meant that the person was asked to leave by me and we did it in a relatively polite fashion. And you think that's what's probably happened? I to hope. You? I mean, my my take on the things is Daniel's got rid of him, <clears throat> and I hope. And, yeah, and I mm. hope and 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 believe that it hasn't revolved, in, involved Conti getting paid an extra three and a half million quid for getting shown the door. Yeah. I think I think they should have kept him through to the end of the season, <clears throat> without doubt. I uh, do. Are you <clears throat> saying that as an Arsenal invincible? No, uh, I think <clears throat> actually now that you mention Arsenal, I think that's played a part. The fact that Arsenal are twenty points clear of Spurs and this time last year there was a run-in for the top four places puts Spurs under enormous pressure but it's what's happened in March you're going out of the FA Cup on the 3rd of March or the 1st of March to Sheffield United in the FA Cup then what's happened against AC Milan the the performance um, not really good enough Uh, the 3-3 game against Southampton was like a defeat wasn't it when you look back at their last league game so March was really miserable for them and eventually uh, he blew a gasket. He had to say before he left. He knew he was going, Jim. He wanted to say. He, he basically needed to needed to say it. What was wrong at that football club? And I think they should take stock of that. <clears throat> Look through what was said. Um, he, he had a go at players saying that they're, they're all individuals. Um, there's no desire in their eyes. He doesn't really see any fire in the players. They're all looking for an alibi as to why whose fault it is. 
And I think they should all reflect and look at one another in the mirror. And I think gone. that's a fair observation. But I also think that ultimately you brought Conti in to change that culture. And, and and he cannot excuse himself from the culture maintained there if he's allowed it to go on for 16, 17 months and has also brought players in alongside it. And I don't necessarily <clears throat> think there was anywhere left to go, Martin. I think if you if you if you believe what he said in public is anywhere resembling what he may have said in private because if he was prepared to say what he said in public he's going to have said twice as much in private right and so you've got a situation where you've got the players that don't want to play for him he doesn't want those players either you've got as daniel levy whether you are the architect of it because you've not given him enough support or because you've, you're the kind of chairman that people believe that you are you're now left with a guy that doesn't want that group of players that group of players don't want him you have got a race to the bottom, and that bottom will be that yeah, you, players will do better without you get, Conte. You, you get this sort of drama every weekend at some clubs. You know, you, ideally you want that stability. Not to this level. But when people's there's level. some hard talking that needed to be done, and he felt compelled no, to dis, say to dis, say it's disingenuous, Martin. Yeah. I, I understand the way it looks. The optics look like he felt compelled. He was doing everyone well, a that, national service. In your opinion, nah. that's in your opinion. I well look. Can you, you excuse? Think, can you if you say if he says? I look at his record. Months, look at his previous records. He won but, but copious amounts of titles. I look at many people's previous records, and the, and we're in the same place. We both thought he was a nailed-on winner, but that was that version of Conti. This version of Conti comes into Tottenham Hotspur knowing what the issues are, being given a brief, and I think it's a very clear brief that Tottenham have to be competitive, get inside the top four, try and win something. Nothing's been given £200 million to support that and has done nothing since walked in the door besides be very temperamental and every now and again get the team functioning at a reasonably decent level. But well, for someone I, like Conti, knowing what the task was, if his task was, if, you would have, if, if Conti had been brought in and been told, look, you've got to win the Premier League, you've got to win the Champions League, he can have those volcanic outbursts because he has not been given the support to do that. I don't think there's anything he wrong with the, job. With the, with but the nonetheless, guys, the bottom line is this, four years on from the Champions League final that they lost to Liverpool, Tottenham are embarking on their fourth permanent manager. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 11 o'clock last night, the news came through at last, boom, Conti's gone. So what now? So it's the interim basis uh, for one or two people who have worked with uh, Conti, uh, including Ryan Mason, until the end of the season. If you've got a message on this, 81089, but I put it out there heading into the last break, four years on from the Champions League final, which Tottenham lost in Madrid to Liverpool. Tottenham are embarking on their fourth permanent manager. So where are Tottenham this Monday morning? Monday morning, March the 27th, 2023. Is this a club that's gone forward, backwards, or found their level? 03717 Arsenal Invincible Martin Keane is with us so too Simon Jordan of course we're with you all the way through until 1 o'clock that time will be on us before we know it so let's get a bend on Daniel Levy says last night Simon we have 10 Premier League games remaining and we have a fight in our hands for a Champions League place we all need to pull together everyone has to step up to ensure the highest possible finish for our club and amazing loyal supporters so he's praising the fans Simon but he's getting a kicking from some of those fans this morning is that right and just that he does? I don't think so I think people will wake up in the morning with a hole in their sock if they're a Tottenham fan of a certain ilk and blame Daniel Levy for the hole in their sock I think the bottom line is is that Tottenham have made decisions to appoint certain managers and I think they've gone for what looked like best in class, nailed on winners, and they've got them at the wrong time. Mourinho and Conti. I was the one of the loudest voices in the room when we were discussing the Conti appointment and suggesting absolutely all day, every day, Conti. But that's the version of Conti that I thought would come through the door, understand the brief. The brief was to make Tottenham really competitive, solidify a top four spot, and then build from that. 
but that's what he's doing and that's what the team are doing they finished fourth last year okay because Arsenal choked at the end but notwithstanding it the end of the season figures said fourth they're fourth now so where's the issue the, oh, the issue is they got knocked out of an FA Cup at a stage when they perhaps could have got to a quarterfinal, semi-final with the draw that they had. They've got knocked out of the Champions League um, uh, without really laying a glove on AC Milan, who are an average side. Yeah. And over March and recent times, they've been a little bit fragile. But Conti should be doing better. So We're, just going off the Levy is just one-dimensional all the time. Simon, answer me this. Elite managers, and Martin, I want you to take this as well, but Simon, elite managers. We saw what happened to Mourinho at Tottenham. Conti at Tottenham. They blow it. Why do elite managers blow it? I just told you. Because they blow it, it. Because if you get an elite manager, a previously uh, perceived elite manager, at the wrong time, then ultimately they're no longer at the top of their game. Mourinho is not the Mourinho. Mourinho is not the Mourinho inversion. Could it not came- just be about the culture? The could it time? not just be the culture and that could exists? Be, and and there could be a part of that as well, Martin. I think, that's what, I think that's what he's trying to say. But that's priced right? in though, isn't His it? His parting shot is basically to say, look, before I go, you want to blame me, that's fine. But by the way, these are a list of all the things that are wrong at this football club. But no one was blaming them, were they? That's the thing. No, and so they do need to look at each other, don't they? But obviously, Conte needed to look at himself as well. I don't think he evolved enough, Jim. This this three four three system is, I don't think it works too well. You know, the wing backs, the amount of work they have to do is disproportionate to the rest of the team. But where's the argument, Martin? And they weren't good enough as wing backs. But, but where's the argument? They finished fourth in the league in eighteen nineteen, right, and get to a Champions League final. They finished sixth in the league in nineteen twenty. They finished seventh in the league in twenty twenty one. They bring Conte in. They finish fourth. And they're now fourth again. Where's the argument that they're not actually evolving? What the argument is, is not evolving perhaps as quickly as the resume that Conte would have you Do you think they're going forward? I, I think they're probably flatlining a little bit. But if you, if you finish sixth in the league and seventh in the league in the preceding two seasons before Conte, and you finish fourth and you're in fourth spot, then you're, then you're progressing. But what you're not doing is you're not killing the argument by winning a cup. And you've had an opportunity to win the cup. You just chose to allow a team to get knocked out by Sheffield United. I, I thought, due though, respect. That, that, to be honest, I thought he was the star man there in terms of keeping them in the top four. I think now that he, did, didn't we? Jim, yes. now that he's gone, I think, I think it's really in doubt that they, they end up in the top four. We've got Newcastle now starting to re-emerge as a football club. Incredible, incredible, two games in hand. You've got Liverpool then galloping on their shoulder. Yeah. The next one up is... Galloping. is they are. They will do it between now and the end of the season. They're, they're pedigree we'll teams. Brighton as well. Brighton have got an opportunity to go above them. If, yeah. Liverpool, so, if Liverpool win both their games in hand, which is an if, they're still behind Spurs. Would you have had part of the problem staying on, like Stellini, Simon, like Ryan Mason, both of whom were there well, under Conte? Well, I, I think in, in most instances, I would argue emphatically with, toward that point. But I'm not sure that Stellini was cut, albeit from the Conte cloth in terms of brought him in. I think Stellini perhaps did a slightly better job with the players. Uh, than Conte did although yeah. saying that staff, he was in situ when they lost to Sheffield United yeah. I mean look mm. the bottom line is is that Stellini's staying for whatever reason Daniels decided that rather than Ryan Mason coming along I'm honestly I'm honestly this sounds very flippant I think you could have put Elmer Fudd in the dugout for the last 10 games and they'd do better than this for current version of Conte yeah. with his attitude as way it is Martin at the beginning in, the, in <clears> North London <throat> did you ever see Arteta outlasting Conte? Uh, yeah I did actually because if you look at Conte he's only, he's only managed two years in every job he's been in in the last, since 2016. Two years as the Italian manager, two years into Milan, two years at Chelsea. So, um, no, I think that Arteta was always for the long term and it was about, you know, believing in the process and look how... So is Conte never going to be long term? I don't think he is, Jim, no. I think he's a man who goes in... Uh, I think it might be different, difficult to hear, to hear. And you look at people that um, are successful type personalities, Jim, and you, are, are they, do they go down as troublemakers? 
they want to make change and it upsets people. Yeah. And I think you look at that Spurs dressing room, I don't know if they could cope with it. They don't seem to be able to manage the personality of the manager. Whether they grow from this now, I expect they will. I expect they will. When a powerful person leaves, sometimes there's always a kickback and there's a freedom and there's a you can be free in your minds and play with the creativity. Maybe that'll happen, Jim. So but his organisation, I think it's in doubt now. He wouldn't. He, I mean, ironically, he wouldn't have left Inter Milan if there wasn't this meltdown of their economics and they felt the need to sell their top players. He won the league with Milan. Yeah, they, they and then what happened was they go, yeah. "Oh, we've got no money left. We yeah. have to sell Lukaku." So he goes, "I'm not having any of that because, of course, you know, only can have what you want. You can only have what you want in management terms. You can't ever have anything you don't like." Um, and so he left. So he would have actually probably been staying at Inter Milan for three and four years yeah. if he'd have had the opportunity to. So Levy, him. so Levy brings a manager in, a known manager who wants to get involved in the boardroom, wants to get. Uh, into dispute with the club if he feels he's going to lose his best players. Was it the best, really, but who's looking he, back? But, okay, but which best players has he lost at Tottenham? Well, no one. But, he's, so but, he, but, he, but he knew in the end that the, man, the manager was going to keep pushing for more. He wanted more, didn't he? Oh, there's pushing. Ben, yeah, ben he, Corey, he, push. he was saying, well, look, okay. He, he could have been in fighting trouble when no, he got no, caught yeah, in the first The players oh, I got were low. Yeah. Most of the players we signed were on loan, for, God, yeah. for goodness sake. Well, I want you for 60 million quid. Kulicheski was there for a year. Romario was there, wasn't he, ahead of his signing. So all these players he was pointing to and saying, well, we've had them in position already. So we're not growing this year because they were there last year anyway. Richarlison was probably the only one. You say, Simon. He couldn't get a tune out Mourinho and Conte, elite, yes but at the wrong time there's Jason and Brighton Tottenham fan we didn't get Josie and Conte at the wrong time it's because they are grand master tacticians but we didn't have the pieces on the board we actually need a coach to improve players I mean I've been listening and that's true too I, I've been listening to Tottenham fans on the whole pouring into this into various shows when they've watched their side going what in God's name are we watching what is Conte producing out there? Why have we got the handbrake on in every single game for the first half? Who was that then? Was that Daniel Levy's fault then? No, but I think it's the manager feeling that he couldn't trust the players to play with complete oh, freedom. Is that the owner's fault then? So it's like, let's stay in the game long enough to win it. But they kept going behind well, the games. Bournemouth. They kept going behind the games. Like that, though, I know it's mean. hard to take, but he's feeling that that's where the club is and he's step by step and he didn't okay. have the resources well, to make it Well, a week today there. or a week tonight, they're at Goodison taking on Everton. Tottenham back and they're at Everton. Everton fighting for their lives. That is live on Talk Sport. But the hard work for Messrs Stellini and Mason really starts now. Conte's in Italy. He won't be back. He's gone. Gone last night from 11 o'clock. So what now for Tottenham? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. We're talking about Tottenham, of course, parted company at last with Antonio Conte. So we begin the week with questions like, where is this football club? Where is this football club? And an elite manager such as Mourinho, such as Conte, do we overinflate the term elite manager? Because what did they bring in the end in the time they're there? What have they actually delivered in the time they're there? So many Tottenham fans want their say. Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. Incidentally, did I see a very nice gesture from Mr. Keon to you this morning? Indeed. What was that? It's in a that charity. Bag, a a charity. Asking. A mental health charity. Um, that Martin kindly got me a, an Arsenal shirt. For some reason, this mental health charity believed that an Arsenal shirt signed by the first team would be worth something. So oh. I asked Martin, and he was very kind enough to go and do it for me. So I'm very grateful. Oh, you're very grateful. I am indeed. In spite of that little barb you threw in there. <laughs> no. Martin, well done. Nothing. Well, no- it's Arsenal Football Club we need to thank, isn't it? Nothing indeed. other than I expect from you, Mr. Keown. Much appreciated. Invincible. Uh, Tottenham fans uh, wondering what's going to happen next. Are you, Adrian, big Tottenham fan? What's your, what's your reckoning? I, I honestly believe that there's problems from top to bottom. Unfortunately, I'm a believer that you can't sack, it's more difficult to sack six or seven players than it is one manager. If you think about Tottenham since they last won a trophy, um, we've had Tim Sherwood, Pochettino, Mourinho, uh, very short time, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. Uh, there's, there's obviously a problem which is a lot deeper than just the manager. Now, right, if it's top to bottom, though, what's going on at the top? What's Levy doing wrong? Well, I, either he's not spending enough, and, and it's very difficult for me, who is incredibly poor compared to him, to say you should be spending more. But maybe when you compare it to the other teams that are spending huge sums of money, I'm not including Arsenal in that, by the way, um, but when you're looking at your Manchester City's your Liverpool's, your Chelsea's, uh, even now it's going to be soon, you're going to be mentioning Newcastle as well. And unfortunately, this isn't just a sport anymore, it's a business, and you've got to be spending a lot of money. And I just don't believe that they're spending enough money. Do you think it's down to that, Simon? A lot of their problems? Oh, I think undoubtedly. If you look at the the time that Daniel Levy's been in situ at Spurs, which is 20-odd years, and you look at the three sides that have dominated the Premier League and league wins, Man United, Man City and Chelsea, look at the spend they've spent. And okay, Leicester is the one that comes out of the pack, and Liverpool took an inordinate amount of time to win a, a Premier League. Yeah. But actually, Man United, Man City, and Chelsea probably account for eighty percent of the Premier League wins in that twenty-year period. What have they spent in comparison? Right, and that's what's frustrating yeah. you, Adrian. Yeah, well, very much so. But also, let me ask you, um, and you know more about this than me. These uh, sporting directors, who is it nowadays who actually pick the players that join the club, as opposed as opposed to 
in the old days when the manager was always the person who said, I want this player and that's who you would go for. I think there's a problem there as well. Well, it's looked like that, hasn't it, Jim? Because of a couple yeah. of the signings, I think Spence has gone out on loan now as well, hasn't he? And there was a, another player they brought in. Didn't look like... Adrian, you go to the games. So when you're watching the game, I assume you go to the games, do you feel it's convincing when you're watching the home matches? Do you, does this, is there something missing? Because obviously this sort of the pragmatic approach from the manager seemed to be annoying the fans. Or were you kind of like, OK, if we get the results, I'll put up with uh, what I'm seeing on the pitch? Firstly, I don't have a season ticket. I don't go to the games. I do watch them on TV when I can. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, I honestly believe, I think to myself, how on earth did we win this game? You know, whichever <laughs> game it is that we won. You know, it's, it's incredible. And it, it's very difficult. And I, I honestly think that you've got to start from the top and work all your way down. It's not just one person that's causing this problem. It's not just Levy. Anyone who wants to say this is Daniel Levy's fault is wrong. OK, Anyone you think there's a whole bunch of things. Adrian, listen, thanks for the call. Josh, what's your take on a big Spurs fan? Good morning. Hello, chaps. Yeah, I just want to speak more more about the club in general Yeah. Um, rather than speak about Conte because Levy, Levy's statement last night sort of says it all. Um, we've got a fight on our hands to get a Champions League place, which um, just tells us where we are as a club, really. Well, I mean, I, I, I would agree with that. You do have a fight in your hands. But, Josh, in the meantime, questions remain to be asked. Stellini and Mason in until the end of the season. Is that the right move if they're going to dispense with Conte at this stage? Well, who knows? I just think it's I think it's stupid because four managers in four years, um, Poch, since Poch anyway, um, two zero winners, Jose and Conte. Um, I think whoever comes in as manager... We're going to have this same problem in 18 months' time again. So, And what is the problem? The problem is Daniel Levy because because we're not getting anywhere as a club going forward. I mean, Simon, you're shaking your head at that, but you just do not accept that. No, I accept that the, the, that the Spurs fans have to have someone to blame for the inability to win on the pitch. And, of course, at the end of the day, the buck will stop at the guy at the top. Yeah. But then you look down the list... Does it, say, though? Does it, though? Does it doesn't seem to, does it? Well, of course it does. Daniel Levy's been there for 20 years and has got... Well, what have yeah. they won in 20 years? But Dan Daniel has got a, an endless Should he not barrage. just step aside at this point now and, and do say what? maybe this is I a mean, job on one, on one hand, we have people to suggest that Daniel runs a very successful football club in economic terms. On another hand, we say he's a very good negotiator that does the best transfer deals, gets players in at the right price, sells players at the biggest prices, which is part and parcel of a chairman's job. We look at Man United that have spent billions over the last... They haven't won a Premier League for a decade. No, but they've won trophies, haven't they? Sure, fine. And we're now, look, we're now looking at Spurs and saying, OK, being in the Champions League is a crime. Your manager, Arsene Wenger, towards the back end of his career, traded on that currency of saying, I'm getting Arsenal into the Champions League season upon season upon season. But Tottenham Hotspot do it, and I know they've won FA Cups. Well, that's what, because he did it for 19 times. And that's not a problem, but what we're talking about is, Spurs have done it seven times. But Man United have cracked it now, Simon. Tottenham tried to crack it with Pochettino, looks as if they had. Have they? Ended yeah. up by not... What, with ten what, well, they're on the right they? journey. With the right guy. Well, they're well, on the yeah, right but, journey. But they haven't cracked it yet, have they? No, they haven't cracked it. Well, they're it. in the ascendancy, Martin. Yeah. Goodness they're, me. They're with on ten the right, they, they, they feel it. they've got the right yeah. guy. They're, on the, they they're on the right journey. Well, the Premier League's a barometer, isn't it? So let's look at the where they are in the Premier League. Well, let's do, but not the Spurs fans. Spurs fans Spurs fans would happily finish in the bottom six if they won the League Cup, apparently. They'd be happy to finish in the bottom six if they won the FA Cup. It's just silly nonsense. Mm. And, and and I do think that, you know, ultimately Tottenham Hotspur should do more, but I just don't see what this constant barrage 
of abuse levied at Daniel Levy is really going to achieve or is based upon. It's just based upon not having won anything since 2008. Well, most teams in the Premier League haven't won anything for 2008. Spurs don't have a God-given right. They've, they won the double in 1961. They won the FA Cup in 1981, 1982. But they haven't, and 1991, but they haven't exactly set English football alight, have they? No, they have not. I think Conte, they well, have if, not. If, we, if we look, we must go back to his final say at the club, and I think he has a go at the players, most of all. He's coming for the players, not necessarily Daniel Levy, because he probably feels he has been supported this year, Jim. Do you think but, he's right to have done that? <clears throat> I think it's very interesting. Um, Do you think Ho- he was right? Hoiberg said he needed to be more detailed, he needed to be more specific on which players he was he was having a go at. I think that's right and proper. But that's what can happen, Jim. And I think it's about uh, honest discussion sometimes helps. That's why I would like to have seen him stayed, to see what he could but he build wasn't, upon but he wasn't interested. If you have an honest discussion, right? if you've got a real issue with the players, right? Surely you as a player person would advocate for this. He would be doing that offline. He he forget whether he went after the boardroom. I'm pretty certain he said all this to their he faces, bro- though. Well, he's not he's not someone who's going to just talk to through to the players. I'm not sure through the media. I'm not sure that the motivation was as pure as you think it was. I think the motivation was simply I don't want to be here, so I'll say anything I possibly can, short of telling Daniel Levy he slept well, with his he'd wife. Just, he'd just I want to leave. He'd have just walked though, wouldn't he, Simon? Huh? He'd have just walked. No, da- he? because then, he had that conscious because, of mind because, that because he wanted what, to improve then, things. But as then he what happens, Martin, is he gives up three and a half million quid, and you know football people. As well as I do. So how do we know, he's not, that how do we know he's not done that already? So, well, so it's well, a compromise Because, deal, because I'm leave? pretty sure that they were negotiating an outcome. And ultimately, what my advice would have been to Daniel, and was, sack him. And you go after him, and then go after him for damages. First fan, David's uh, probably running up his phone bill because he's called in from Australia. David, how are you? Uh, what's your take on this from distance? What are you watching here? Yeah, well, I'm, I've been uh, supporting Tottenham uh, 45 years now. My family's been going since 1938. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I understand that Simon wants to defend Daniel Levy. Uh, and it's not all one way, but the buck stops with Mr. Levy. He has the footballing credibility to run footballing operations, which is what the chairman of a club is about, of a Doug Ellis or a Peter Swales back in the day. You look at the fact that he's gone for Mourinho, he went for Conte, we all know how these things end. So you've got them for about two years and you hope to pick up a trophy. Therefore, you back the manager with what they want. Mourinho wanted Skriniar. He got Gareth Bale back. He didn't want him. Levy did. And he got Joe Rodon, who's now on loan in France. And then this question about Conte being back, uh, not one centre-back on a permanent basis was signed in the free transfer windows. The Romero deal was part of the finishing up of the time that Nuno was the manager. You had Clement Longley, who couldn't get into an awful Barcelona team. And we were crying out for one decent centre-back in the window, the way that we play in the, in the summer window. And then if you look at Conte and the way he plays, with Milan, he played a 3-5-2. Here, he was playing 3-4-3. Therefore, as Martin said before, yes, the, the, uh, the need to have decent wing-backs in place. And going out and spending 18 million quid with protracted negotiations, weeks on end for Jed Spence, who quite clearly Conte did not want, and then we wait till January the 31st to get Porro in, it sums up the whole thing. So you look at the track record of 22 years, you look at the appointments he's made as directors of football and as managers of that team, and more often than not, he has got it wrong. Where he got it right with Poch is when you had Paul Mitchell there as the, as the director of football, working with Poch. They worked together at the Saints. But then because they didn't want to get back soil, they didn't want to pay the money, Mitchell uh, left 
he couldn't work with Daniel Levy anymore. And I look at the club now, and I look at who is there to challenge Mr. Levy in the, his way of thinking that footballing matters. You've seen a whole host of people leave that club over the years. Um, and as a Spurs fan, you know, I try and get over once or twice a year. Um, I contribute to the Cheese Room YouTube channel, which is 8 o'clock <laughs> tonight, London time, and the podcast. Right. And I look at it and I'm very concerned. David, just concerned <clears throat> question for you, David, as an Arsenal fan, yes, player. Definitely. Pochettino, yes. was he allowed to leave too early? You, he, he was almost the perfect manager, wasn't he? Tapping into the youth team, developing players. Do, were you in agreement when he left? Did you think it come to an end of an era? Or should they have stuck with him? I, I think, it, look, it was a mixture of things. I think it was right that he that he went when he did. Would you like he him to go back? Two finals. No. There's a real deification of Maurizio Pochettino at the moment. And I get that because he, for those who started in the sugar era, he's the best manager that has ever been. For an old person like me who remembers you, Martin, your first thing at Arsenal under Don Howe, Goodness. that's how old I am. Yes, exactly. You don't sound it. That, you know, I... Thank you. This is Australian weather. Um, it's uh, you know my, my time was when we my first season when we got relegated, and then Berkshire, Ardiles via two FA Cups and the UEFA Cup in three years. I was spoiled at a relatively young age. Wow, what a very good call! I've got to say to you, David, just before we were going to hit a break, but what a very good call from you, David. Finish this for me. Is it a club that's gone forward, backwards, or have they found a level? Uh, I think if they. It, they, the level that Daniel Levy wants is Champions League qualification, and that's it. That's what he wants. What we want is, look, you know, I, I get the argument that Simon makes about Chelsea, about Man City and things like that, but I look at Liverpool, and that's the model that we could be. Where yeah. Up to about a year ago, we had the Fenway group, Michael Edwards, all aligned. They sold really well, and they bought really well. And they got success, the most success they've had in 20, 30 years. What a good so call. David, where are you coming right from? There. Where are you speaking thank to you. us from? Uh, Sydney, Australia. Well done. David, thank you. All that distance, but all those good points, were they not? But he's absolutely right. And, 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 I, and I made the point the other day that the key component to Daniel being able to bridge the gap between achieving something was the managerial point. And if he'd have got Klopp, a different dynamic. And the reasons why Liverpool kicked on was because Klopp was able to get £142 million for Coutinho and use it to buy a centre-back and a goalkeeper that enabled them to capitalise on the fortune of getting Mohamed Salah at, for a very small price mm. and build upon it. Yeah. And that's the difference. OK. David, thank you for that. Telling us, as it is, all the way from down under. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Very Tottenham-centric, I'm afraid, this morning. We make no apologies for that. Simon's with me, so too. Arsenal Invincible. Arsenal Invincible. Martin Keown, just to rub it in. So Arsenal Invincible, Martin Keown. Is top four still within reach for Tottenham? Yeah, it, it is, but I don't see them getting it. I, I just... I'm looking at Brighton, actually. I mean, Brighton can go above them, actually, with their games in hand, Simon. Um, yeah. So, and, and Newcastle, of course, right. uh, as we say, emerging. So, I think the pressure's really on Tottenham right now. And I think they've got to go, isn't they, Jim, to the likes. So, I mean, just looking at some of their away games, with Everton coming up. Yeah. Then, of course, they've got Brighton, Bournemouth. Brighton and Spurs. Home, um, and Newcastle. So, um, Newcastle away, Liverpool away. Whew. It, it does look difficult for them. They've got to go to a second last game of the season. It's the way it leads. We'd be fighting, scrapping for everything, Jim. So there's no there's no easy week games for, um, sure. for Spurs. Not to rub their noses in it, Martin, but Arsenal top of the Premier League. Has their success thus far 
in any way hasten the Conte collapse, do you think? I think without doubt. I think whatever your local rivals are doing, it's in your mind, it's in your conscience. Uh, you, you see over the years how the success, and I think in recent years, the seven years, Simon's just told us, Champions League football for, for Spurs, they've re-emerged, but they've not won a trophy in that dominant period. And I think the fans, there's no time for patience. Nobody is prepared to wait for success at Spurs. But, but who's hastened Conte's demise? Conte's hastened Conte's demise. Conte's the one that wants to go. So the fact that Arsenal are doing well isn't irrelevant because Conte's not, Conte's not feeling that particular pressure. Conte just doesn't want to be at Tottenham. Now, whether we believe that Conte was sold a pup because Daniel Levy told him he was going to give him a silk purse and gave him a sow's ear, so, I, I don't concur with that what, view. What manager is it out there that wants to leave a job? You're telling me he wants to leave? Yeah. Categorically, undeniably, irrefutably, unequivocally, doesn't want to be at Tottenham. So, he said so, it he said so that he would get the bullet. Absolutely. So Daniel Levy's pleading absolutely. with him to stay. Not on the basis of what he said, and not on the basis of what was said. Not the basis of what he said about the players, what he said about the football club. Doesn't want to be there anymore. Doesn't want to be there anymore. And the object of the aim was un undoubtedly to hold him in place if they could, not to provoke him, not to let him have Why one of his outbursts. Who knows? Maybe surely that raises big questions about this football club. Maybe because Daniel Levy, uh, Daniel Levy, and he don't gel. Maybe because he walked into Tottenham Hotspur with a different understanding than the one that Daniel Levy sped out to him. I don't know that particular conundrum, but what I do know is these football managers of a certain calibre, when they walk in the door, if it isn't exactly as they want it, then they won't bend and breeze. Now, my question is this, because I get, I'm getting characterised in a position where I'm defending Daniel Levy. I'm giving the other side of the debate, right? You're because I think there's so many more, more things... More than defending Daniel... him. No, I'm not. I'm giving you a different yeah, side... Of... No, hang on, Martin. I'm giving you a different side of the argument. I would have liked to think that he'll go himself eventually if he doesn't achieve for that club, football club. Well, he could he, have done. He, set out to he do. could have resigned, but he wasn't so going to do if that. If they Martin. don't make the top four, I, it looks like obviously with the budget they have, top four ha is a given. Martin, if he doesn't make that, if you dislike something, I promise you, mate, as an employee and as an employer, and both guys as I've been, if you don't like something, you've got the integrity. I'm not working for it. I don't want the extra three and a half million quid that my contractor takes because I hate this environment. He didn't want that. He wanted to set the place on fire because he didn't want to be there anymore. And if you can't see that, then you're being very, very obtuse. Yeah, but if he can't be the one that's successful and bring the success the fans want, don't you step aside then for somebody else yes, to do that? Yes, you do. So then you don't worry about getting paid up, do you? You go, I don't want this anymore. No, I'm talking about Daniel Levy now. Oh, so we're I'm talking, talking about, about I'm not talking about okay, the manager. Fine. I'm talking about Daniel so what Levy. Does, so again, what does because success that's where look we're like? Because that's where we're heading towards. Fine, what does success look like? You kept on saying, Simon, Antonio Conte, they've got one now. He's a live one. I did. He's a live one. I absolutely In did. In other words, you meant by I'm, that, this is the I'm, guy who will do And what I thought was going to walk through the door. I never thought Spurs were going to win the Champions League. I never thought they were going to win the Premier League. So what do you mean by live one? I thought, they'd, I thought they'd cement themselves in a top four and go after a cup this year. And when I saw them play Sheffield United in the FA Cup, I thought, here we go. They, they, here, here we go, they'll win the FA Cup while they get to an FA Cup final. So please explain to me why Tottenham Hotspur didn't beat Sheffield United in an FA Cup game and then move on to perhaps dispatching Blackburn and get themselves in a position where this conversation would have been a moot point. There was no fire in the players, no fire in their bellies, as the manager said. that's Daniel said. Levy's fault. You're well, absolutely right. Well, Everyone must point their fingers at Daniel Levy for that. Well, who buys yeah, the players? But the manager's who sanctions blame. the no, players? No, who sanctions the players? How many times the owners, and I, I feel like I'm being put in a position where I'm defending owners, but how many times the owners get put upon by the manager, I must have this player, I must have this player. Yeah, but will the, the, player the, owner, doesn't will the owner listen? Will he to listen? Whom? Because let's go back to what was said when Conti left. Yeah, when he went out the door and he makes that impassioned yeah. plea. It was a plea, basically. <laughs> is that what you think it to is? To listen to what I'm saying before I, I go, I have to say this. Oh, and he's, he's talking, isn't he, about 
in 20 years as a man, I've not, they've not won anything. He's playing okay? to a gallery. Yeah, but he's also he's saying that it's the first time that I've not been successful. Well, this they, is a serial they winner have, they won, of trophies. He would have trophies. said it if he didn't believe it. He no. said it. I couldn't turn he's, this club around. He's using, he's using... Why is he saying that? He's using the easy go-to position. And he's right. It's not. It's a matter of fact. They only won the League Cup in 2011. 11 players. Daniel player. now has got fingers crossed, legs crossed, Jim. everything crossed that they finished top four. Of course. That's his whole motivation. The only reason he would have tolerated Conte's nonsense before this outburst against Southampton and if they don't, was because he who believed... Who did they bring in? He believed... Top manager Conte, first time in my career, not been able to turn it around. I'm left confused by the club, the culture of the club. Why did he leave Chelsea? Well, he won, he won a Premier League. But after that, why did he leave Chelsea? You tell me. I don't know, mate. Maybe he's a difficult bugger to work with. Well, he's a two-year man, isn't he? Well, he, that's your argument. But the bottom line is... Then he is, went to Inter and won. And he, he, went, to Inter, he went to Inter Milan and so he won. Wins he's a and, winner, Simon. And then you the, said he was a live one. And I, and I absolutely believe... not at Tottenham. But I never... Be, nobody is. Okay, I, I understand what you're, what you're saying, but I never said Tottenham were going to win the Premier League. And I never said they're going to win a Champions League. So which part of the argument of Tottenham Hotspur... when Conte Does comes, there ever come a time... This club is used Levy to it. Levy himself is under pressure. All the time, I suspect. All the time. There is position at the club. Well, what are we suggesting? Does there ever come a time that we're suggesting? Daniel, I think Daniel Levy's viewpoint is very clear. It's the same as Liverpool's viewpoint. Jim, it's all we there in place. What we've got. Everything is there in place for that club to be successful. The training Except ground manager. manicured to the nth degree. The ground is just unbelievable. Okay, the only thing missing is to get the group together to get that winning feeling in the football club and win trophies. It's not there. Why? Mm. Twenty years. He's, it's a very good question from Conte because he's driven himself ill trying to make it club the club successful. He can't do it. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's, I, I he's don't that know how ill. He's sitting way. in some beautiful balcony in Italy. It's the first at the time he's not been. A, it's the first time something's got worse for him and not better. But it hasn't right. got worse. It's got better. He's made Tottenham better. But he he's wanted gone. more. He wanted more. So that's, and that's he's maybe gone. true. And a week today, we'll see what kind of Tottenham turns up at Goodison. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.